your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Some laughs to look forward to this weekend. Uh, comedian making his way to Limerick, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, uh, is bringing his stand-up show, A Bird in the Hand, to Dolan's, not far from us uh, here. Famous venue, of course, this Saturday, which happens to be the 13th of January. Can you believe that? You'll be midway through the month and you'll be laughing uh, with... Cornelius. Well, hopefully he won't be laughing at you. That wouldn't really be the way, would it? Then the conversation took a f***ing turn, lads, that I did not expect. She said, are you happy with the sex? (laughs) Now, if your partner ever asks you that question, the answer is yes, I love it. Every eight weeks is loads. Something along those lines, right? That's what you should say, right? That's what I wanted to say. But what I said, and I didn't mean it, I swear I didn't mean it, I said, I'd love a treason. I couldn't could take it back. It's gone, it's over there. That's just a taste of what you can expect from Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, who has made his way to us this morning, and we're only delighted hey. to have him in the studio. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. How are you? And how are you? I'm fantastic. I wasn't expecting that you were going to play that clip <laughs> at all, <laughs> uh, but I'm delighted that you did. Uh, I'm fantastic. I feel like I'm, I, I'm a bit under pressure. I was doing a work in progress, the very last work in progress last night in the Coco Club in Cork, and I got home late, and then I got up this morning... And I was like, I better put on a shirt, you know. And um, so I was kind of, you know, looking at a couple of shirts. And I never wear a shirt, Joe. The last time I wore a shirt was at my grandfather's funeral, right? And uh, yeah, so I spent about a half an hour. And then I'm sure, sure who's going to be watching. Like, I'm on the radio. Well, well, we have a bit of video here, though. I'm glad you did it. Oh, yeah, yes. So there, there you go. So we might well put a clip out of that. Now, mind you, it would be on you. I mean, let's be honest about Cork people. And we love you. But, you know, you're not short of self-confidence. So the idea that a Cork person would put on a shirt coming to Limerick is great. Well, I regret it. (laughs) I completely regret it because I'll tell you what now. I am I'm appalled with the level of arrogance in Limerick since I've arrived this morning. Yeah. Really? Since I, this morning? Since this morning. <laughs> Limerick flags all over the place. Munster, like, you don't own Munster, Joe. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there's five other counties that have a claim to it. And then, okay, yeah, you, you're good at the hurling at the moment. But, like, let's count up the All-Irelands, like. Do you know what I mean? Let's oh, have a quick oh, count. Oh, you mean going back in history? Yeah, let's count Well, them. you do have to go back to 2005 for the last time. Cork won a uh, hurling All-Irelands. Yeah. That is historical. All right, Joe, okay, you have a point. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Is right. And you know, what I'm really interested in here, I mean, a bird on the hand, and one of the things that you say is that you've had the realisation that you may still be in the race of life. There's absolutely no chance of winning, so you may as well just get on with it. Just drive on. Just drive on. Like, I mean, I'm 46 now, right? And my show is about a midlife crisis that I didn't realise I was actually having at all. It was my wife pointed it out to me. Thanks thanks be to God. Fair play to her. And, uh, uh, like, when I kind of got through it, I kind of realised, like, sure, like, I'm, I'm going downhill now, you know? So I may as well try and put a smile on my face while I'm doing it and bluff away, you know? Isn't there great freedom, though, to that? To knowing that, sure, look... 
you know, I'm never going to go to Mars or I don't know, yeah. whatever else you might be interested in. There's a lot of sadness in it as well, you know. <laughs> Do you know? There's a lot of like like sleepless nights. You know, to be totally honest. I mean, you could, you can look at it as a, a, like, I'm definitely a glass half. There's no glass there, Joe. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be, I, I'd be very negative, like. I'd be a negative old soul. And I think that's the way comedians are. We're just, we can't see the joy and stuff. Yeah. And uh, f- when I came out of that midlife crisis, I, I like, and I, the show is kind of, I look, like any comedy show, there's, you know, it's a bit of tongue in cheek. It's not all true. But Some how, of it is how true. did your wife identify that you were having a midlife crisis you didn't realise yourself? Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was, it was during COVID. Um, like, I went, I suppose, from, you know, like any other comedian around the place, doing like five, six gigs in, uh, a week, just literally one from one town to the next town, 100 miles an hour. And I had two small kids um, at the time, uh, a one and a half year old and a six month old, like Irish twins. And um, COVID came and my wife, Noelle, was she one of them real jobs, you know? Um, oh, like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we making don't like people with real like. jobs. Yeah. My wife has a real job as well. It's no, no, you don't. We don't it. like it, Joe. No, no, we, we don't. Upon and, it. And, we, and we object to it. Yes, firmly. Not, not, not to the few quid that comes into the house, no, but, but we, the job. Yeah, the few quid is handy. We'll, t- we'll keep, if they could hold on to that. But anyway, long story short, I went from that to like chief caregiver of my two infant, and like, I wasn't, I didn't sign up for that. When my wife said she wanted children, I didn't think she wanted me to mind them. That wasn't what I thought, you know. <laughs> but I ended up having to, you know, like look after them and change nappies and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, just I kind of sank into myself and forgot about who I was, kind of, you know. Right. And over time, it just slowly eked away. And then things came back to normal. And, uh, you know, you remember Hall just said, all right, come on, off we go there, drive on, no problem. And indeed I do and you know we had uh, Michal Martin on the show at one stage and I was saying to he's him he's from Cork now just so oh, you know I'm well yeah. aware I'm well aware I'll be respectful yeah yeah because um, you're from Cork as well uh, no just saying we have a Taoiseach like you don't whatever, uh, yeah, like, that's you know? right yeah, yeah you have a couple of ministers anyway we won't go down that road that would upset me but <laughs> uh, in the course of the conversation about this very point it was during Covid and, and I said look at home I've switched from saying to well when Leo says to when Hall says we can do things again and what 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 you say is true because we all kind of sat there going alright so Hall says we can mm. we can yeah. it and it was just overnight almost yeah. you know you know, and we went right back into it and back to what it had been even like five six gigs a night or a week should I say but packed because people were ravenous they were for live entertainment yeah. ravenous and honestly you could like an apple could go up on stage and the room would be full like you know yeah. it was just and and, and like I, we were reflecting on it a lot you know you'd have people in here and they'd be talking about going out uh, you know either to gigs or you know meeting up with people and even people they didn't like they were meeting up with mm. again yeah I'm meeting up with but you, you hate that person yeah <laughs> but you've been locked up for so long <laughs> You just forgot what hate felt like. <laughs> you know, and you needed to experience it again. And, and when did you know you wanted to be a comedian, Cornelius? Uh, I was kind I I was a class ca- clown for, you know, I suppose originally like anyone else, like just kind of looking for attention. But I didn't start comedy until my 30s. I had like all regular jobs. I sold cars, I sold insurance. I, 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 was, I had a window cleaning company. Um, but I always did kind of amateur dramatics. And then um, I went to London for a couple of years where I, and I was running bars over there and uh, 
it was a kind of like a kind of a, I suppose a lifestyle of like in your, in my late twenties, lots of drinking and going out and stuff uh, like and that. And was that a very Irish scene? Very Irish scene, yeah, very Irish scene. It was in uh, Stratford in in uh, East London, and uh, I, I, I worked for a conglomerate of Irish pubs over there. But we used to all meet up on a Monday um, because it was the quietest week of the, of, of the year. All the lads that ran the pubs and. A drinking culture was kind of ah, yeah. formed, enormous, you know. Enormous, yeah. And that's the way it was. And I kind of got sick of it. And I saw, would you believe, an old school poster for a stand-up comedy course. And uh, that was, I'd say, about 15 years ago. And I did the course anyway. And I just got infected with uh, stand-up. Just got infected with it. Can, can you remember the early gigs? Yeah. What were they like? Horrible. <laughs> hor- hor- like, horrible, like... Brilliant but horrible, enthralling, uh, electric, uh, you know, I mean, the adjectives, you could keep going on. But like there was, you you know, uh, when you're doing early gigs, it's always kind of open mic or kind of, you know, someone trying to... musicians. Exactly. So like the people that are coming to it are normally your friends or your family or friends of other people's, of other comedians that are on the bill. And you just... uh, I don't know, you just kind of can learn and you learn on the job, really. Like, I was terrible for years now, Joe, like for the first four or five years, just, you know, going up on stage. And, and they say, there's a, a saying in comedy, like, you died. If you died, means you're just absolutely terrible. But then if you do really well, you murdered. Like, so they're the same thing. You know, you're either murdering or you're dying. And um, over time, then you'd get better and you'd cultivate your set and you get a type five and then you get a 10 and then you'd enter a few competitions and... and- I mean, would it irritate you or would you say fair play to, let's take Kevin Bridges, an example, yeah. who just seemed to hit the scene, go mega very young. He's, he's a huge star, obviously, you know, tours. I, I know Carl Spain would uh, open for him pretty regularly mm-hmm. on, on the tours across the UK and Ireland as well. Um I wish God, he didn't come up the hard way or didn't know what real jobs were. Or do you actually go, well, look, fair play, spark a genius and off <coughs> you go. Kevin Bridges is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant comedian. And you know what? There's a load of unbelievable, savage comedians that are working on, on the Irish circuit now mm. that are just as good as Kevin Bridges. Mm. But they're just, they just haven't got their break yet. And that's the way it works. And that's why, you know, I, I'd have nothing but, you know, admiration for someone who just, you know, is immediately amazing and gets the breaks and, and, and is there. Like, but my impression is that, you know, a lot of those comedians who have done well are pretty generous in, are. in helping others up the ladder, actually. They, absolute, they absolutely are. Like, for example, this is my first solo tour ever, right? Um, but I'm tour support for uh, a comedian in Cork called Chris Kent. I don't oh, know yeah, if you've Chris, heard yeah, it. yeah, of course, yeah. And I've been on tour with him now for since September and it's going on till next May. And, like, Chris has been nothing but absolutely amazing to me. I've been on stages like Vicar Street now, Mandela Hall in Belfast, The Everyman, you know, even Dolan's now, you know, like I've been on all these stages because of him before I got to this stage myself. If Which you know is a saying. great part of the of, of it. Because I often think that the openers are, they're brilliant and they're important and they're income they and you know, you experience and big crowds and all that, but it's also one of the toughest gigs. It is. Because you go out there and the, everyone in the crowd is going, oh jeepers, who's this fella? Yeah. You know, where where, where's the person I came to I see? I pay 25 quid to see Chris. <laughs> Who's this gourmet standing in front of me? You know? And and you you don't have much. To, you just have a bit. And if yeah. you can hit it yeah. and nail it, they'll actually go with you. Yeah. The that's audience. It. And it's like, it is, it's a, it's vital. And I, I think it's really essential to the ecosystem 
of live entertainment. Like I have a warm up back now on, on Saturday myself, uh, a fellow by the name of Daniel Lucas, uh, goes by the moniker The Only Funny German. He's a German living in Ireland with the last few years. He's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And, uh, you know, it, it's you, you pay it like it, it's trickle down economics, you know, and that's the way it works. And, you know, Kevin Bridges to Carl Spain and Carl Spain was on tour. He's brought Paul Marsh on, on, on with him. And yeah. That's the way it works. It's, yeah, and, which um, is, which it's beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah, we're talking to Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, his stand-up show, A Bird on the Hand, coming to Dolan's this Saturday. You can celebrate it being the middle of the month, hmm. the 13th of um, January. But as is the case, and I think you, you've explained almost why there, you have to get stuck into a lot of things, don't you? You do some writing, podcasting, yeah. all of that too. Yeah, absolutely. I started, I have a podcast, Conversations with Cornelius. Um, it is running three years now and it started in the middle of the pandemic. Um, again, just trying to find some way to scratch the, the I suppose, the artistic itch, the, the, the part of me that wants to put something out and um, I didn't really anticipate it being as like I'm not saying it's widely successful but we did the Cork Podcast Festival last year um, had sponsors on board and you know we've got good patrons now at this stage of the races but it's it's essentially just me and my wife now and um, really li- literally it's like I have had guests so did you take her away from her real job no 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 she's um, like uh, I recorded in the, at the weekends when she's off and stuff like that we'll do episodes at the weekends but she's actually after giving up her job now would you believe um, about six months ago um, we've, a, we've a, a son with uh, autism and uh, our carer we had a, a girl who was helping us had uh, had to leave the post so Noelle has taken uh, leave now so um, but she's helping that's why I'm doing this tour as well it's, and shows a little bit about that as well is uh that um, she's come on board now and it's not just behind every good person there's always another partner there behind helping and I have to I have to say Noel would be uh, this wouldn't be happening only for her constant pushing and believing in you and I think that is so important in life you know to have someone with you you know What kind of egotistical comedian gives credit to somebody else? Yeah no well she didn't write any of the jokes <laughs> a lot of the jokes are about her actually to be honest <laughs> I'm literally only keeping her there for comedic, you know, <laughs> creativity. <laughs> are there many Corneliuses in Cork? Mm, there's a, there, there are. I've never met another comedian called Cornelius. Thanks be to God. Um, but there's a lot of cons. There's a lot of con men. There's a lot of connies. There's a lot of Connors. Um, I'm called my my Noel calls me Connie. No, my family call me Connie. And uh, when I was in school, I was known as Con. But then when I did comedy. I remember I was going to visit my grandfather one time and uh, he had, uh, um, he was quite forgetful in his in his later years and uh, um, I was on the phone to someone and uh, I was giving them my details. I was like, Con O'Sullivan and I was giving him up my number and he berated me afterwards. He said, your name is Cornelius. You should go by Cornelius. And uh, I just said I'd go by Cornelius and from that day on. It's know? a great name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I, I, you know, most people like to kind of, you know, shrink their names. You know, Daz, Baz, Jazz. Like I'm Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Yes, get it all out there. That's like. your and that's your your name that's on stage. That's my stage, stage name. Yeah, nice and snappy, isn't it? Yeah. 
Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Far be it for me now. And you know, what I do love here that is, it just, just shows that like business is business when it comes down to it because there's all these things at the bottom of uh, the press releasing. Uh, please note that all gigs are under 18, over 18, I should say, <laughs> unless specified. It's your responsibility to check your e-ticket prior to the event. No refunds will be offered. Absolutely no refunds. <laughs> If you've paid for your ticket and you can't come, forget about it. Don't even try and apply. You're not getting your cash back. <laughs> There's this great they should write that down twice. There's a great one down at the bottom. On street parking. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> Outside Dolan's? <laughs> anyway, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, great to have you with us in the studio. A bird in the hand uh, coming to Dolan's this Saturday, the 13th of January. Check out dolan's.ie as well for lots more detail. Cheers, Cornelius. Thank, Thank you. you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett.